And now, from the dry hills of Santa Clarita, California, it's time for America's least listened to podcast. It's Christianese with your blessing-filled hosts, Jared Burkholder, Dan Satchoff, and Brian Irwin. That's right. It's another episode of Christianese. Uh, welcome, everybody. Jared Burkholder, Brian Irwin, Dan Satchoff. Two Christians and an agnostic discuss life, talk about meaning. What else, Jared? Fart jokes, Dan. Fart, Fart jokes. jokes. Excellent. Hi, Brian. Wow. All right. All right. Right on cue. Hey, come back next week, friends. Hey, everybody. And that's a wrap. And that's a wrap. Man, I'm exhausted, guys. Let's let's call it. That's right. Hold on. I'm going to make sure Brian's on. Yeah, Brian's on there. Did it, did my fart not come through? Because that would be Aww, disappointing. You can't recreate that fart. That was no. a singular fart. Yeah. You I've know, worked on it Every fart morning. is like a snowflake. It's unique. Wait a minute. Did you just say every fart is like a snowflake? That's true. That's the title of my children's book that I wrote about five years ago. So it's about liberals and, <laughs> and millennials. Hey, everybody. And Facebook fights. And Facebook. It's Drive it's safely. A- We're Christianese. Hey. Good night. All right. Hi-yo. Hey. So, Jared and Brian, we're, we're up on iTunes now. I know. And my mom. We're literally standing on top to of iTunes right now? Uh, right now. <laughs> yes. And let me tell you, it's a crumbly foundation for us. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Nice. Uh, I even got a real voicemail from a friend of mine. So you I did tell not. him um, that I'm thankful that he sent the voicemail. What was the response? It was like a, it was a it was a genuine question. I got I got to think of it. We'll answer it at some point. Okay. Um, All right. Good. Next time we check our voicemail. <laughs> Brian, I understand that you had some issues trying to access the the podcast on iTunes. Yeah, I just didn't try. No, I um, <laughs> I I don't know. I was uh, for whatever reason, and I'm still pretty savvy at my age. I was, uh, though I did get mocked by my children, that they laughed hysterically when I asked a question, and then as soon as I discovered it, I, I had to leave the room because my whole family <laughs> would not stop laughing at me, and I got beat red, and I was like, I do understand technology. It was just a thing. I didn't see it for a second. I drive I a Dodge Stratus. I started getting so upset that I had felt like I had finally fell off the cliff <laughs> because small children are like, ha ha, yeah. you are so, it's anyway, but my point is, are I you could... signing on with your AOL CD still? Or... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Welcome. Um, I, uh, uh, I went to, I thought I had subscribed to it, but I, I, I hit the button and I guess I didn't subscribe to it because it doesn't we, up my feed. Yeah. We put a hedge of protection around that. So any non-Christians are not able yeah, yeah. to download the podcast. That would explain why it doesn't go dark, right? You have to, mm-hmm. the button has to go dark in yeah, order to hit it. If it stays, if it stays opaque, right? You dark can't, is sin. So yeah. this is light. <laughs> exactly. It might be the Russians though, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's some Or bo- now the Chinese. <laughs> That's true. Or the Iranians. Or the guy next door in my house. I Could think, be the I bots. I have a feeling he's been He's all of those. Isn't he? Iranian, Chinese, Russian? Yes. Absolutely. It's yeah. a good mix. It's a good combo. It is a good. Yeah. They all represent fear. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> As represented by various headdresses on television. I love every time you see that. Like, well, that guy's the terrorist in the show. We know that. Yep. yep. Yeah. That's always a good way to signal it, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And it's usually just a baseball hat. Yes. Yeah. Normally the That's scariest usually, person in the room. Yep. Beards and baseball caps. I used <laughs> to say, be careful. Baseball hat with nothing else. Trust me, my side of town. Every once in a while, when I when I when I, and Dan knows this, I'm a beard fanatic. I like to grow them on and off. I think I had a beard last time we were yeah. here, and I yeah, got you rid did. of it. Now I'm growing it back. Like I just, I'm, I have nothing else to do. So now I'm you got on the, and off. you got the Don Johnson right now. It's just that perfect kind of scruff. But I mean, I I have to be hyper aware of sometimes depending on where I'm at and with the beard and what I'm wearing. Like people are like, oh my god, this guy's taking us all out here. Especially today. When you're like it's the back just, of the I, I look like the guy that has had enough. Right, <laughs> and everyone is going to pay, and it's like, I, and I feel bad, and I'm angry at all the people 
scumbags. No, all joking aside, I mean, it's never funny, you know, all these things that actually happen. But let's be honest, it typically happens at, on, at the hands of somebody who some looks angry like white male. Yeah, yeah. somebody who looks yeah, like yeah, me. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Seriously, somebody who looks like me. And I, yeah, and I yeah. hate that. So I actually do have an understanding of how other people feel when they get blamed just yeah. because of the way they look. But uh, sure. I, but I still have a good life. Don't get me wrong. I don't want, ever want to put myself in the category of those other people that... Uh, that go through that. Anyway, that was a long way to get to that. Well, it's all right. We I like there. a long journey. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting. It's a too. long journey. It always is. <laughs> it always is with you, Brian. <laughs> you know, the last time we were together, Brian was a year younger. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So he celebrated a birthday. Yep. And you know, one of the, one of the things I thought was great is you didn't know your dad was going to be there. I did not. It was a surprise. That's uh, a cool surprise. My uh, my wife surprised me. Um, my mom unfortunately couldn't make it because she just has too many back problems from yeah. uh, bearing children. Right. Uh, quite frankly, <laughs> it'll do it to I, you. I, I had wide shoulders, and I was the last one. I have a feeling <laughs> it turns out fifty oh, years geez. later, my mom couldn't make it to my party because uh, of my because shoulders. Because of your shoulders. <laughs> because of my shoulders, it she's no longer <laughs> able to fly comfortably thanks uh, to my shoulders. Or my old joke. El Nino. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Shoulders. <laughs> so that was uh, that was uh, um, it was it was it was definitely an emotional experience that happened at Fuddruckers. <laughs> Fuddruckers. Midwest place to have a birthday party. That's right? the best. Which is funny because I was talking to my buddy John Huck about it, and he's we were talking about like our parents and yeah. what their fiftieth birthday party is like, and his yeah. memory was. We took my dad to Fuddruckers. Oh I did not gosh. know, and neither did he, that that was going to happen to me because I kind of laughed when That's he said hilarious. it. That's like, hilarious. It's like it's such a Midwestern dad it moment. Is, like, yeah. we'll just go to Fuddruckers. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Can we even say that word on is the FCC? Gonna... <laughs> we'll bleep it. We'll bleep it. Yeah, the FCC. They're, they're watching all the podcasts. Believe <laughs> they're, they're you me. They're all over it. I, it, the reason I mention is because I got to meet your dad. I was at your at your birthday. Yeah, but you've met my dad before. Yeah, but to see to see your dad again, like I haven't yeah, haven't seen him time. in so long, almost a decade. And he was so sweet. Yeah. And what was interesting is that the minute I saw him, because we've had conversations, you and I have had conversations over the year. And yeah. one of the first things he said to me is, "Oh, hey, hey, you're a you're a Bible guy." And he looked across the table at your nephew. Oh, Phil, you met my my, my, and, my nephew, Phil. Yeah. Something we just so you know we I don't know I don't know if we'll ever touch this topic but obviously Dan knows this Christianity has has put a huge wedge within my family mm. and um, but my nephew Phil has found his way back into the family he lives in the side of town he and I um, and you know I, I know you talked about having him on the show at some point and yeah um, I don't necessarily know if we want to go down that path um, just because I don't know if it's necessarily if it's worth it um, but that being said he and I. Uh, we made our own amends, and uh, he's cool. been a great, um, you know, reintroduction to the family. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, that was it was great. I was, it, I was we, wondering at what point you guys were actually going to meet because he's been he's been starting to come around. But so. it was great to talk to him and to talk to your dad and how that you know I mean we this podcast is about talking talking about spiritual issues specifically for us Christianity and 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 secular issues and i just it was so interesting within the first 10 or 15 seconds which is not where i was planning to go i was just glad to see your dad but yeah. like that that came up and like people are kind of hungry for talking about those things and he wanted to connect me with your nephew and and just so we could he says you know there's probably not a lot of other bible guys around here or something mm -hmm. like like it was just it was really interesting and your dad is such a sweet guy and because i know that and you know maybe someday we'll get into that wedge and i didn't know how much of that you wanted to even get into and talk about you know on on a podcast but it's it was just it was really it was really cool that your dad 
that your dad was thinking that way. Well, there's two things, um, uh, two short things. One, starting with uh, my nephew Phil, he's a very interesting cat because you know he's he's um, he's a theologian. Like he studied, he has studied all religions. Mm-hmm. He was raised a Christian, mm-hmm. um, but he is, uh, and he is now, um, you know, can He's a doctor. Uh, of, of religion, so he's very well versed in everything. He's Can he write prescriptions? Huh? Can he write prescriptions? Yes, yes. Two but, Bible um, verses and call me in the morning. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you very there much. He he's yeah. over here, you guys. He's yeah. to my left. For those of you who are not familiar with what just happened, yeah, <laughs> that's Jared, everybody. And uh, don't forget to have the chicken. Uh, the uh, uh, but the second thing is, and this is extremely important. Yeah. When you're talking about what my what my dad identified you as, he didn't. I mean, obviously, we've had conversations about it, but he identifies you as someone, as a Christian, not because you forced it down the throat. It's it's because of your behaviors, because of who you are, that that my dad felt comfortable, and I feel comfortable being around you, mm-hmm. because you're not thumping, you're not mm-hmm. preaching, you're not judging, you're 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 living. Mm-hmm. And and you live according to the spirit that is inside of you, but you are not vomiting it on every human being that comes in front of you. Mm-hmm. And I think we've talked about this before. From some from for for people who are not into it, mm-hmm. like that's that's we appreciate that. Sure, sure. Versus someone that's like that, just everything about them is puts people on defense. Sure, right. Sure, and it's your approach, but I think also, like, the other side of that coin, and like Jared and I have been talking, too, about um, Penn Jillette is famous for saying, you know, if somebody, he's always suspect of a Christian who he's around, and again, it's your approach, it's how you it's how you deal with it, but he's always suspect of a Christian who doesn't witness to him, because they must not believe what they're talking about, because one of the, you know, the, the, we're called to share, we're called to share our faith with other people, but you're right, you, you kind of have to, you have to be sensitive Right, you have to be sensitive to to other people's wants and needs. But if you're truly, if you truly believe it, and you believe that somebody else may suffer because they 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 don't embrace your your faith and you don't tell them about it, that's kind of the panel is that's kind of selfish. You get what I mean? Yeah. Think? His line, I think, is how much do you have to hate somebody to believe that they're going to hell and not talk to them about the reality of salvation? Like even if they don't agree with it, um, if you really believe that, then. Either you don't believe it or you really hate people. See, why I, I would have to respectfully disagree with him yeah. on that topic. And I, and, and I will tell you why. Because I think we live in a, in a consumption society now where everything yeah. is like immediate and up in your face. And oh, yeah. I think that's, that hasn't been good. Right. I actually think that this is just my personal opinion. Yeah, I yeah. think it behooves uh, um, any religion, specifically we're talking about here, if you're a Christian. Yeah. I think it, it's just like anything. Yeah. If you have to tell people you're an amazing person, you're probably not an amazing person. <laughs> right. It comes through your actions. Sure, sure. And I'm a Midwesterner, so I want yeah. to, it's going to take me some time just to even get to know you and, and trust you and allow you into my circle. Sure. Right? That's just a re- from, a, from a, a human standpoint. Absolutely. Usually take, take records, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look. Yeah. The only thing you can do up front for me is if yeah. you got a Packers hat on, we're friends. Okay. Yeah, right, right, I don't right, right, care right. anything else about you. We're friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay if you're that that up front. No, but my point <laughs> is behavior matters. Character yeah, yeah. matters. I and I think we and, need and, and and I think that that has to come first. Sure, sure, sure. Because if it doesn't, everything you do from that point forward is prejudged and that's not good either. That's not healthy. What you said is so interesting right there and I want to grab it before we we move on. There was a couple of things. First of all, you talked about and this is important for Christians to hear, I think, is how you live your life 
does matter in terms of not being perfect, not claiming you're a perfect person, but you know, if you hold to the tenets of the faith, there are certain things that we would call, and again, this can be a Christianese buzzword a lot of times, fruit. Fruit meaning there's got to be things in your life that reflect... What's inside. What's inside, yeah. right? So that's a huge thing, I think, that you just said that any Christians listening to this, I think it's hugely valuable for an atheist or agnostic or someone who doesn't really think one way or the other. You're right. Before you say anything, if they notice something about you, and the second thing is like people who go around claiming they're good, because first of all, none of us, especially as Christians, the last thing we should be doing is claiming we're good, because the whole need for a Savior is the fact that we're filthy to our core, but for Watch your language, but thank you very much. Can we bleep that? But FCC. for but for Christ, right? I mean, because yeah. that's yeah. a con. We were talking about this morning. We got this men's group in the morning, and it was just like left to my own devices. Every single minute of every day, I, I fall so short of the mark. And thank God that I have got a Savior. That when God looks at me, He doesn't see Dan because I'm a mess. Hour to hour, minute to minute, you know what I mean. But for the times where Christ's glory shines through and reflects reflects on God, but both of those things are huge things that I think non that I think Christians need to hear. Don't you think, Jerry? Yeah, I totally do, and I think that's actually kind of what we want to talk about today. We ended after we uh, we stopped taping our last episode. We just kind of had a conversation amongst ourselves about not only rampant hypocrisy. I mean, I think we'd all acknowledge that that exists in any religion, yeah. especially in American evangelicalism. Yeah. But Brian, you brought up the point that it seems like the most hypocritical Christians also happen to be the most visible and the most vocal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is a problem because I think in 2018, when your average non-religious person, um, I think they're being called nuns now, when you're, your average... Like, <laughs> Do you have to label no, everything? Yes. Yes. My yes. Gosh, yes. <laughs> we got, listen, we need boxes, right? <laughs> we need to put everybody in boxes. Put them in. And file them away. Put them in the no, box. It's, it's unboxing. That's the popular thing. We, this <laughs> oh, should be an unboxing geez. Christian show. Hey, if you were unboxing the truth, this is more <laughs> people. <laughs> hey, it's on YouTube. We're trending. That's I'm right. unboxing Jared's Sorry, faith. Continue. No, but there's a there's a ton of of Christians in the world who, or at least people who would claim to be Christian, who do a really bad job portraying that. I think we we do want to speak to that because I think, yeah, in 2018, when you, when you think about what what a Christian looks like, you kind of jump to these negative stereotypes. We were talking about Falwell earlier, or you just jump to somebody who's overtly Republican, who's overtly conservative, and there's this conflation of their politics and their religion. It's kind of hard to peel those off together. And mm-hmm. then you pair that with them defending indefensible people, especially this last year. I will tell you guys two things, and I understand the first reference I'm going to make is like referencing Australia and New Zealand. But there's, there are two things that I truly believe as an observer that have caused the decline of religion, specifically, let's just talk about in America. One is the Catholic Church and the sins that they have committed, and, they, and that, 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 that people that are not a part of the Catholic Church cannot wrap their heads around that when yeah. you commit a crime, you need to go to jail. There is no higher law. Right. There is no, well, it's okay. They will ultimately be judged by God. If you are yeah. not a part of that, you do not understand that. That does not make sense. And, and what they have, the damage they have done for well over 50 years has been horrific, and it really has hurt. And it's just funny to see that the Pope. I think just like last week or something like that, it's like, I think I might have figured out why we're having a little couple problems here. It's like, you yeah. just figured that yeah. out? You know what I mean? It's like the rest of us sane people. And this is coming from somebody who this. was raised Catholic. I was raised Catholic, yeah, yeah. And I already, but I had seen the hypocrisy sure. of the Catholic Church before that. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Um, but my point is, it's that type of behavior 
that has people go, all right, this is a sham. There's something wrong here. And there's no accountability. And there's no respect here. There's respect for themselves. Mm-hmm. And there's only cast judgment on everybody else. But don't, don't you dare cast judgment on us. And right. so you see the hypocrisy and you're like, I'm done. Yeah. And I understand that has nothing to do with Christianity. But I think you guys are smart enough to understand that oh, yeah. for most people, as far as they're concerned, the Catholic Church and Christianity uh, are the same thing. Like that's Absolutely. How, in, a, in a very generic term. Yes. Like I said, I think the Australia-New Zealand thing is a very good way to, to yeah, kind of I explain like that. 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 Because yeah. both countries get very upset when you go, yeah. ah, it's, it, they're the same. And they're like, no, we're not. No. Yeah, 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 you're well, right. There's large you know spiders I mean? in Australia, yeah. my friend. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, but you know, but but the second thing, the second biggest mistake, I truly believe that um, Christians um, have made over the last thirty, forty years was to identify themselves in the uh, political arena mm-hmm. as primarily only one, sure, group, which is mm-hmm. Republicans, mm-hmm. and they they it's 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 facts it's documented that they tried to take over the Republican Party and what and when I always looked at that I always thought to myself so what you're saying is because I mean if you know anything about politics there's 50% of the people typically are Republican 50% of the people are Democrats and then the other 50% don't do anything they live in the middle right and I know I just did 150% but you know what I'm talking about yeah, I was going to say because I'm not a math Americans, guy but that didn't sound the majority right, of yeah. Americans don't identify themselves as anything yes, and they're okay. they're in the middle right Except for the five million people who voted illegally in this last right, election, right, 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 right. <laughs> but my my point is, my point, is, my point <laughs> is when when you and and there and again going back to negative press or however you want to position it, the people with the loudest voices are usually the most negative. The Huckabees of the world, people that are constantly throwing stones, the Falwells, they're getting on TV, they're they're running amok on their Twitter accounts, they're casting judgment, they are misbehaving. And they're being hypocritical, one saying one thing one day, doing something the other day. They're your messengers. And then on top of that, you have another group that says, oh, you know, we're being treated like outcasts. This is all your fault. You guys are attacking us. And I'm like, no, you need to. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience here. If you, want to, if you want to be seen as a better person, you have to start from within. You cannot, like I'm, I'm a product of divorce. I, I've, I've been married before, I've been divorced. The first thing I did after I got divorced was look inside and ask, what did I do wrong? Instead of blaming my ex-wife for everything, for the crumbling of what I thought was gonna be my whole entire life, I looked inside first. And I felt like that was the most important thing was to say, well, what, how am I responsible for what's happening here? Instead of just running around, eh, eh, it's all your fault, meow, meow, meow. And I know you make fun of me because I have a lot of like wife jokes, but those are just yeah. jokes. That yeah, was, yeah. you know, right. that was a point in time in my life where I made jokes about it. But yeah. ultimately, I was, I was looking inside myself to, to accept my responsibility in the role. And, mm-hmm. and so in conclusion, that's what I'm kind of saying is I think therein lies the disconnect. As it says before, like I said before, character matters. Mm-hmm. Who you are, how you behave, how you act matters. And as soon as you basically take a side and you say, this is who I am and this is how I, and if you're not with me, you're against me, then you should not be surprised when people don't want to be with you. Sure. That's sure, my opinion. Sure. Yeah, and I think a, a light element of pushback on that is obviously in the Republican camp and the Democrat camp and even the Green Party, if we're honest. Oh, uh, the Greens. Right? Yeah. There's a ton of hypocrisy. <laughs> the Greens, is that what they call Well, there's them? hypocrisy <laughs> running <laughs> rampant in politics. That's why right. I've always felt it was dangerous for... Well, like there's hypocrisy running rampant in humanity. I mean... Right, but, but my point is, <laughs> whether or not there's hypocrisy in a particular uh, political institution for, as a Christian isn't the point. The point is that many Christians, the most vocal evangelicals, historically, or in the last 20 years, have chosen to align themselves with a 
hypocritical establishment and really kind of, I feel like, sold their soul not being willing to say, hold on, like we agree maybe in these three areas, but here's like 46 areas that we disagree. Yeah. And we're willing to kind of throw our lot in with them for these these kind of things. But they haven't even really identified, here's things that are just super unbiblical or unchristian that this political establishment or these politicians themselves espouse. So my question to you guys is this. What's more important to you as a Christian? Like you were talking about earlier, about sharing, sharing the beliefs mm-hmm. and or aligning yourself politically to accomplish those goals. Yep. Which one is more effective? Yeah, for, I mean, ultimately, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not seeing it working. Well, aligning here, with, here's the with thing politics. for me. And I politics think, will always let you down one way right, or another. Right. And I've right. told you before, I used to be and look, I still have I follow politics. I'm interested in what's going on. I think we also, you don't want to just bury your head in the sand, but I'm also way less plugged in than I used to be because I don't, we've talked about this before. I'm somebody who will treat those kind of things as a sport. So either you, you everybody likes to pick their team. My team's winning. My team's losing right now. In the 24-hour news cycle, I'm going to live and die by how my team is doing, whether it's politics, whatever it is. And for me, the eye-opener for me was when my faith became primary, and I identified as a Christian before I identified as anything else. Good. You know what I mean? And that because that, for me, I, I think you need to position, as a Christian, I would say you need to position everything according to the Word of God. What, what, Where does that stand? And then you can have that inform your, 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 your politics or whatever. And you also have to be willing to call out hypocrisy. If you're a Democrat and there's hypocrisy, you need to be able to say, hey, I'm not going to just toe the party line. Same thing with the Republican. You can't just toe the party line. You have to recognize... You have to recognize those things, but I think it's very dangerous for Christians too. And I have such respect for people like Billy Graham, who and and he got embroiled in some things. He's a human being, but for the most part, I think he was able to keep things. You know, he he would go to the White House no matter who was there. He wouldn't. He he would support whoever was in the White House, and he would come alongside somebody with biblical truth, praying for somebody. You know, that's that's the danger as a, as a Christian. So much of the time, if it's not our guy. We're not going to pray for that person and say, you know, I, 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 want the, I want that person to do well because I want, I want America to do well. But even beyond that, I want that person, if we are believing that we want people to be saved and if we do, do believe there's eternity without God and we don't want somebody to, to have that, I want to pray for their, their salvation, that God is going to do whatever he has to do to open their eyes. And I think it gets real dangerous for, for Christians to start identifying as as political being first before they identify as being a Christian. Yeah, and I think it's important to note that this is ultimately a perversion of Christianity because the yes. Bible is really clear about this. Paul Very talks clear. in the book of Philippians about how he uses the term that our citizenship is in heaven. heaven. So as Christians, we actually believe that we belong to a people that transcends national, political, racial, ethnic divides, and that there's meant to be this, what homogenizes us isn't a particular culture, a particular language, uh, some kind of background but what homogenizes us or brings us together is the fact that we belong to to Jesus, right? Um, there's a passage in Revelation 5 that talks about that God's plan is to bring all these different people groups together all in really a way that's meant to be countercultural, right? Because culturally, in Santa Clarita, in Winston-Salem, where I live, around the world, people like to be with people that are like them, right? And Christianity means to take a sledgehammer to that and say, no, 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 just because you're different than I am kind of in a temporal sense, that's not what matters. What matters is we have this transcendent unity or this transcendent citizenship that unites us. And so the Christian church should be a cross-section of all these different human categories that we tend to, the boxes that we tend to put ourselves in. 
and some places on earth that happens. And when it doesn't, it's not because Christianity failed. It's because Man sinful, failed. broken people yeah. failed the, the ideal of what Christianity is actually all about, which is why it's cool to go to, to churches in New York City or, or churches where even I was in, in North Carolina. Um, to, I get to travel the world for my job. So to be with Christians in, in Jordan, to be with Christians in Haiti, to be with Christians in Greece. Or even in Los Angeles, who I've got a friend who's a pastor right. at a Filipino church downtown. And if you go down there as a Christian, it's pretty amazing when culturally we, we are so different. We have so many differences. But what unites us in a service like that is is Christ and 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 the word of God it's it's amazing it's that what's the passage neither Jew nor Greek nor slave nor free it's all of that it's that unifying right. being unified in Christ it, it breaks all these other barriers so i want to i want to acknowledge absolutely what you're saying in fact i was in a yeah. conversation with somebody yesterday uh hold on let me think about how to say this carefully um <laughs> i don't know what you're about to easy, say <laughs> easy now easy watch it boy uh, i was in a conversation with somebody yesterday where they were talking about you know uh, they have love for people who are part of the immigrant community. They want to reach out to them, but they just wish they would stop breaking the law. And it, it just probably lacked nuance, their perspective. Yes. And what I want the Christians at Grace Baptist Church in Santa Clarita to think about is not so much, how do we build the wall and keep the Mexicans from coming up here? I want them to think about, these are families who are people. So they might be breaking the law. And maybe there's a thing we could talk about with that. But let's shove that way down the list because it is egregious and wicked for us to separate kids from their family. It is egregious and wicked for us to look at people who have suffered all kinds of horrible things in El Salvador and other countries and not feel compassion for them. That is fundamentally unchristian. So in the moments when I, who claim to be a Christian, would express that, I have more in common with Satan in that moment than I do with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why do you say that? Because that's a fundamentally unchristian idea. That's that's like unplugging your worldview from what the Bible and Christianity espouses and plugging it into a political worldly system that actually turns its back on the ideals of the Bible. But so in those moments, whether or not you know you you say you're a Christian or espouse that, yeah, and whether or not that's a reality in your heart, and we could talk about that more later, yeah. But in that moment, you're acting in a way that is counter-Christian. I guess I guess my question to you guys is like it's very easy for all of us, all three of us, to sit yeah. here and, and point out all the problems. But the the question yeah. becomes, and this is what I think we were talking about last week, is I see you guys as quote unquote normals. <laughs> you're not really? psychotic. You don't well, scare, you know, like really? if look if you were if you were just being weird. No offense, like yeah. I don't have I don't have time for that. But in, I'm heavily medicated, to be honest with you, so you wouldn't know. I already knew about that okay, about good. you, so I put you in the safe zone. Good. Right. The uh, but but the the point is is now what you know it's happening. You everything I said was not made up. I'm I'm stating fact as an observer as to what is going on, and I don't see it getting better right now. Mm-hmm. But yet I meet good people like you guys and say, well, now what? How are you going to, How? what's what's the solution to start fixing that? What is the solution to start saying, well, 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 well. Sure. We are, like what you said, it's like we're, we're, we're above this, and not in an arrogant way, right. but we're saying Hope we're not. above being a Republican or an Independent or a Green Party or a Democrat. We're above that. We're, we, and first and foremost, we're human beings filled with love. Right, right. And, con- and caring and concern and trying to bring more peace to this world. Like, wh- Where is that message? Because I feel like it's gone. It is lost. And so it's still there. Say, it's still there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm talking about right now. Yeah, I got you. It's what, instead, what people are saying is, if you, gosh darn it, if you don't find Jesus right now, this is why people are shooting up schools. This is why people are doing this. This is why that guy's a jerk over there. It's because, they, because you have kicked Jesus out. And it's like, and I said, I'm like, you say that to us. And you're wrong. That is not what anybody did. What people, you, it's your behaviors 
Like I said, you have to look in first before you go out. And pointing fingers doesn't solve anything. Well, that's kind only of, yeah. screaming from one rooftop is also not sale. It's not solving. Anything. I got it. And it's and frustrating. Yeah. As yeah. an agnostic or whatever I'm calling myself these days, <laughs> Wait, I'm, not, I'm being honest yeah, with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 you guys have to understand. Yeah. I, I don't just I don't just tolerate people of other religions. Yeah. I accept them as long yeah. as their behaviors are. Are, sure. are, are based in goodness first sure. and foremost character right. matters yeah i don't and so my point is like i know that for the rest of my life on planet earth i'm living with all of them right and i accept that sure i'm not looking for a war so right. i hate it when people point at people like me because you're pointing at me if oh, yeah. i'm not with you right i'm against you or i'm part of the problem and i think that that that's bad where are the problem solvers not the pointers that's well, what i'm saying well part yeah. of what you're hearing i think is a bastardization of what the gospel is that we've talked about but i think a big part of it too is looking at from my standpoint i realize the answer is never going to be found in human beings it's never going to be and i know we'd love to say hey what is the answer how are we going to fix this the ultimate answer as a christian should be i think christ Christ is the answer, and that doesn't mean you don't try. And you, you certainly try to, you you try to live your life in a way that would that would glorify God. But also for me, it becomes there. There may not be an answer. Things may get really bad. One of the things that you said is like Christians feel marginalized, and a lot of times it'll be like, oh, the church and everything's. Well, you know that that's that may be God's plan because if you look at the early church and how they were persecuted and people were dying and people are dying now more Christians are dying now on other places in the world than 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 ever yeah. i mean they're being murdered for their for their faith and we've talked about this before too to be a christian in another nation a lot of places in the world is probably the most dangerous thing you could do. There's no upside to it. There's there's nothing that makes sense about it, unless you truly believe. And I think I think your I think your faith first. Um, I, th- I think that has to come before even trying to trying to fix any problems and also trying to feel like I I hate it when Christians start saying oh we're the end is near and we're marginalized we're being kicked out of the town square all this kind of stuff it's like well that may be the plan and yeah. so. How would Christ handle that? You but know? I don't believe that. I think that's a manufactured statement, and I, and could I don't be. believe it that. Could be. I will tell you, again, sure. looking at it from the other side of the fence, right or wrong, perceptions right. a lot of times are reality, but the majority of the people that don't identify themselves yeah, as yeah. religious is because they roll their eyes because sure. most wars are started because of religion, and they go, religion is violent. Yeah, but and that's... It's, and it's, it's, yeah. no, I'm just yeah, telling you, I said... Yeah. Yeah. Perception can be reality. So right. a lot. Again, these are the things. Sure. When you ask me why, yeah. I'm telling you these. Yeah. And you may not want to hear these things, but this is the truth of the matter. Oh yeah. This. These are the things that you are up against. So oh, the question becomes: Are you willing to accept that information, process that information, and do something about it, or are you just going to sit there and go, "We're being persecuted and we're being crucified, and uh, you people are mean"? I'm I'm taking my Bible and leaving. What I'm saying is, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true either. But my focus isn't that. Like, even if that is true, what I'm saying, even if you accept that premise, that shouldn't affect us as Christians because you you, you should be living your life uh, according to biblical... Pre- you, should be, you should be living that way and not worried about being marginalized in society. Do you think, what do you think? Well, so as I say, so I, 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 let's, let's direct this towards yeah. Jared, someone yeah. who has to stand up on a, on a pulpit or I don't right. know what, what you call it there. It's a crate, know. a milk crate. Uh, yeah. He's standing up on a milk crate, yeah. But, yeah. but the point is you are speaking to a lot of people, right? Dan, Dan is, you know, and, and I, no matter what our opinion is, it's usually one-on-ones and it's, and it's but you're actually holding court, right? So the, 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 the point is like, where, where, how do you, 
how do you try to make an impact when when you know these? I mean, I'm assuming there's nothing yeah. I've said to you that you haven't heard before. No. So how, how? But I appreciate you, pro- you saying it all. How are you processing this information, and how do you turn it and then right. re-deliver it to your people? Well, I think one of the things we have to think about is without being overtly reductionistic, this is largely an American problem. Yes. Right? So you visit Christians around the world, and this kind of conversation is not an issue. And the reason it's largely an American problem is because we had a weird window in American society where uh, religion and politics got wed in in an acceptable way. Like, it got wed, and we saw, quote-unquote, success, right? We saw people respond to that. More people were excited. It kind of mobilized this weird base of people giving a lot of money and getting involved politically um, in a way that I think compromised what the gospel's actually about, right? So we saw, and this is overtly human, right? Whether Christian or non-Christian, we still have this sin principle in us. And so there was this window to have voice and influence and power. And I think Christians grabbed at it. And in grabbing at it over 60, 70 years, there's been a lot of compromise. And so now we're losing the power, but I also maybe 30 years ago lost our witness, right? So I think it's admitting that. I think it's admitting that we compromised. We didn't actually get what we set out to get. But even if we had, that compromise is never, ever, ever worth it. And these aren't the people that are on CNN, although sometimes they are, um, but there's a growing majority of Christians who are standing up and saying, I want nothing to do with that. There's a whole swath of Southern Baptists, and Southern Baptists is probably the largest evangelical denomination in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Huge swath of Southern Baptists who were, for lack of a better term, never Trumpers, who said, we absolutely will not align with ourselves with this person. We disagree with his character. We disagree with his policy. Um, so there's a, there's a vocal group of people who are out in front, you know, when a hurricane happens, it's because of this and this, and um, they'll, they'll align themselves with Trump in order to get that kind of platform. But... Around the world, that's not an issue. Uh, fundamentally, theologically, principally, that is not Christianity. And there's a growing group of people in, in the United States who are recognizing that and who are being vocal. Now, the issue is they, they don't have the same platform that some of these other people do, right? Um, but I don't, I don't necessarily think that the solution to this is a political or even a media-based no. solution. No, it's no, to no. your point. I but think I think the solution think is it's, it's character-based. It's, it's character that based. Christians would, would live out the faith that they actually have, so that we would learn to kind of peel our Christianity and our faith away from the lesser things that we've stitched it to and just admit, okay, I don't need that. That's actually lesser, and it led me to compromise. So rather than holding on to something idiotic that actually leads me to compromise, let me be willing to be nuanced in my faith and stand up. And when when we talk about immigration, to say there's a nuanced perspective to that. That's not Republican or Democrat. This is what I think is a Christian. When we think about any number of worldview issues, that I would have the conviction and confidence to say, this is what I believe, even if it doesn't fit into a box, which I think is what has made yes. our conversations fun. Yes, is that we you have These a nuanced perspective too. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll make it fun. Hold on. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Hey, hey. Flatulence, everybody. Good night. Drive safely. <laughs> um, I, you know, I love. But I does lo- that make sense? Like, yeah. you might not agree with that, but but they're really perceptions, reality, and and that's my perception. I think there's a growing group of people that. People my age, older people, younger people who are saying, we, we gave it up. Like, let's, let's get back to the heart of what we're all about. I don't care if more people 
are are Republican or Democrat. I don't ultimately care that we get a conservative justice on the Supreme Court. That's not ultimately what I care about. I don't ultimately care that we build a freaking wall with Mexico. Yeah. In fact, I hope we don't. What I care about is that there are hurting and broken people around the world who need physical help, but I believe also need spiritual help. And I want to give my life to that. Yeah, no, yeah. I, guys, I totally, I, 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 I guess my point is that, I and I do agree, I think politics has muddied the waters of many people's ability to make the right decisions. And I've seen people... But not just Christians, right? All sides. Yeah. What I'm saying is I have seen people who have been inspired by whatever their religious truth is, which is is a foundation of love and caring and sharing, if you will. And I've seen them do wonderful things. But what I've seen happen over the last 30 years is they've stopped doing some of those some. So, those people have yep. stopped doing those wonderful things because they've allowed totally. this wedge of communication from an organization to prevent them from doing kind and wonderful things. And I and, and I think that that is part of the problem when I say, look within. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at your behaviors. Look at your character. Look at what you've done. Look yep. at your body of work right. and ask yourself, have I done the things that I say are sure. the right things? And if I if I've been a part of the problem, have I created a wedge between myself and atheists and agnostics or yeah. anybody else that is pointing a finger at me? Have I been, am I part of the problem too? Absolutely. And, and part of why right? we started yes. this conversation at that beautiful coffee shop many many months ago. That's was right. Just admitting on it was our beautiful, side, beautiful, wasn't it, guys? It was beautiful. It was, beautiful. It was gorgeous. It was it was stunning. Yeah. <laughs> on our side. And on, on your side, on the we're not Christian side. We just haven't done a good job. <laughs> that's it. Was that's, that a big box? How come everything else is a label, but that's the best you can come up with for me? <laughs> we're not Christian side? Wait, wait, what's the... What's you the, can't even find your own title what, right what's now. The, what's the analogy? Or Hold on, Dan. Do yeah. the analogy. We're yeah. not Christian <laughs> Oh, yeah. Side. So what is that? W- we're not. W-N-C-C. S W N C S. You're the, you're part I'm of the radio I, station. I am so tired of you WNCSers. <laughs> here's part of the problem. WNCS. Here's part of the News problem. Radio. <laughs> the platform of the WNCS makes me angry. Yeah. <laughs> no, but sweep in a quarter we, hour. WNCS. We started this conversation because admitting that we don't have dialogue right. like this a lot, right? Yeah. That we build our trenches, we lob our and have moments. it like what we just did there, which is right. you can have a very intense debate. Yes, and, and also and, with the and we can agree to disagree, but also we don't demonize somebody else's motive. I no. think both sides are uh, 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 politically, anyway, or Christian WNCS side. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I want to make shirts. We start. We st- we start demonizing somebody's motives. Yeah. I can t- I can look at somebody on the other. S- What's that? Oh, hey, this is my buddy. Uh, shoot, this is my buddy Nigel, who's in a he's in a worship band called Worship. Do you uh, mind if I take this real quick? Sure, sure. Can I just just real quick? It's called Worship. Oh, yeah. oh that's the guy from church, right? Yeah, you know Nigel, right? Okay. Well, you go ahead and take it. We'll just be quiet. All right. Let me take the second. Hey, Nigel. Hey, Jared. How you doing? All right, Jared. It's good. Good to talk to you. Are you in the middle of anything, or can I? Uh, I'm in the middle of something. I got. I got like a minute. What can uh, I? What can uh, I? Uh, what can uh, I help uh, you with? Mate, I just wanted to run something past you. We're working on the new album, you know, and uh, we got some titles. Just wanted if if I could run a couple of them by you. We're thinking of blessing filled blessings of the most blessed. How's that grab you? Is it? What do you think? Uh, man. You know, Nigel, that. That grabs me. I'm just going to leave it at that. Really? That, that, that grabs me. Is it good or bad? I can't tell. Cause you know, it's hard to know what kind of grab it is right now. Right, right, uh, right. Maybe right. we can keep workshopping that one. Right, okay. Okay, so the other, the other option was blessed with lots of S's and an exclamation mark at the end, has it? Do you think? You know, that might... You know, again, I... Uh, 
That's grabbing me. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's right. circle back to that just a little bit later, maybe. It's fine because, you know, again, yeah. it's worship. We want to really, really bring it. You know what I mean? So, and, yeah. and also, one of the things I was going to talk about, the very end of the whole album, we've got like a mournful ballad kind of a thing that we were thinking of. Uh, thinking of the title, In the Garden of Unspokens. It's kind of like you're in the garden, you're smelling flowers, what have you, and all of a sudden the Unspokens just meet you. What do you think about that, chap? In the Garden of Unspoken? Right, right. You know what I mean. Uh, Man, right. this is taking me back to some Bible studies in Ohio in the early 90s. I tell you what, let me uh, let me jump off this call here. Right. Let's just keep working on that. Uh, just so thankful for you guys. Hey, we're thankful for you, man. Uh, we really are, right? It's great, man. Hold on a second. No, it's an A minor. No, no, not on the Stratocaster. All right, I got to go. I'm so okay. sorry. Hey, blessings to you. Hey, there, blessings. Yeah. Right. Okay. Wow, okay, that's that's interesting because he's he's a Santa Clarita guy, right? That's the funny thing. Uh, Nigel's from Canyon Country. So why does he talk with a British accent? He tells me there's an enclave of of uh, British expats that live in Canyon Country, um, but I think he's he's just watched too much Doctor Who. So, okay. <laughs> so. All right. That's weird. Well, anyway, sorry. listen, Doctor Who, what an amazing show you guys. What a great show. Just, you know. I've never uh, I've never never seen an episode. Neither, neither, oh, neither have I. Neither I was trying to fit in. I thought, I thought for a second You that, guys are losers. I was going to be, if you would ask me one question, I would be out. But I was just trying to fit in for a second. It's sec. a telephone telephone booth, right? Jared, I would think somebody like you with a fade and all your hipness now and everything that you would like know Dr. No, Who. I'm too cool. You did get a haircut. You got a fade. Well, you know what the, What happened is I was... <laughs> is that what it's actually called? It's called a fade. It's called a fade. I don't know. I was in the valley. I can't get any And someone came to me and said, you've been in California for four years. You have to get this haircut now. <laughs> this is what everybody has, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, to jump back in where we were talking about, too... <laughs> Uh, from your from your hair segue, Jared. Um, now I don't know. Uh, there was so many things that Brian had said earlier before we took the phone call from Nigel, though that that was was interesting. And I'm trying to think what it was because I'm having a senior moment. That's okay. Well, I'm you're 50. having a Nigel moment. He kind of got in the way. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I, no, I think I think one of the the one of these these big things too is is um, you said look look within. And I do, I, I do think that's part of what we do as Christians, but also I would push back a little bit and say as a Christian, if you're only looking within, you also should be looking to your Savior, right? Right, and I think your I think point I'm is thinking the same. It's one of the same. Introspection yeah. Yeah, is good, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, that we absolutely. would look in the mirror before we start pointing. Life absolutely. is a journey, right? And would you? I mean, yeah. I, I'm assuming no yeah. one's going to disagree with that. Like every day you live, you should. You're probably whether you realize it or not, you're learning something new. You're 100%. constantly evolving. Like yes. to think that at some point you're just you stop. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I stopped in my twenties, but that's no, okay. Yeah, yeah, well, with the fade, <laughs> right. and um, the fade was kind of your last. That was kind of it. I shaved off everything I didn't need, and we're good. <laughs> that's it. But you know what I mean? It's like it's yeah. this constant evolution. So, all, my point is, I, I think, and there's there is this this yeah. also. There, you should always be looking within. You should always be looking, like you said, if you're a broken human being. Yeah, and you believe that you're going to be broken all the way to the end. Yeah. That means at least you're acknowledging the fact that there's always something you could be working on. Sure, and and I think also one of the things that I would say for, for me, if I was looking at everything as a Christian, I think we have to be real careful of looking at everything as the here and now and what what everything that's going on, and, and even in the context of our little lives and the, the finite amount of time that we're here, because one of the fundamental truths of Christianity is that we believe we're eternal beings, right? That we we go on. Forever, and that forever is either with or without God, and that's really where the rubber meets the road in terms of eternally. How is this? How is this going to uh, affect somebody else? I think that's when we circle back to the whole thing of of witnessing and sharing our faith, because ultimately, 
we're supposed to we're supposed to love our neighbor, right? Who's our neighbor? Everybody's our neighbor. And the message of Christianity isn't, to your point earlier, convert or die. No, which it has been. No, for, for some uh, misrepresentatives of of yeah. the Christian faith, the, the yeah. message of Christianity. And you will disagree with this. I, I was somebody. A bunch How of people do you know? Me. You can't say that. <laughs> a bunch of people texted me with the episode we talked about this last time we finished, and you go. A good story. <laughs> I got a bunch of texts. Everybody told you it was a softball. I mean, Dan, Dan knows the concept of jokes. You literally threw it up, and I was like, I got to hit this one. I, I have to. Anyway. But, um, yeah, the message of Christianity isn't convert or die. From a Christian perspective, it is. We were made to be in relationship with God, and the brokenness that we see all over the world is meant to be found in the context of that relationship. And unfortunately, to your point, what we're talking about here, people turn their back on that and kind of take this spiritual transcendent truth and pervert it, I like the term bastardize it, mm-hmm. to political... Both of those are great words. Right? Thank you. In the negative terms, but go ahead, continue. <laughs> <laughs> they do all of those things yeah. um, for a human political end, really turning our back on the transcendent spiritual reality that we believe we have the answer to the brokenness in the world, not me personally, but that God yeah. has given that in his son, right. so that people who are broken in mm-hmm. Haiti, in Nigeria, in Iran, and in Korea, Santa Clarita, right? Yeah. Um, Everywhere. The, the point isn't to get us all in a room and like, let here's our political stance, let's do this. The point is, again, there's this transcendent truth that we aspire to that brings us together, this faith and life that we have in Christ. And what you said, too, something interesting, and this is this is nothing from current times, but in terms of one thing we can do, I think as Christians, if you let, if you honestly let your faith dictate and inform how you approach the world in terms of, you know, right now, there's pretty much so much division. We can, we can find more things that we disagree about than the things we agree about, but there was yeah, I bet you guys put hot uh, ketchup on your hot dogs, don't yeah. you? Exactly. You son of a... Get out! But there's, you know, there's uh, somebody, William Wilberforce. Do you know him? I think I gave you a book by him one time, but anyway... Oh, is you gave me a book? He's yeah. The, yeah, I know. You know how many people have given me books? That's under a wobbly table. I have a, I have a collection of books and <laughs> yeah. um, hard liquor that people have given me over the years, <laughs> none of it which has been touched. I was and like... I knew that. Uh, never I been knew. a reader and yeah. uh, don't really drink the whiskey, I so, but keep handing it over. That's fine. And the, the book didn't Maybe have... one day I'll just get hammered and read them all and, all. <laughs> and not remember a darn thing that I read inside of those things. I realized that liquor tastes good. Anyway, I realized continue. afterwards the, pic, the book didn't have pictures, so that probably oh. wouldn't work for you. But anyway, Wilberforce was the father of the abolitionist movement, and he wasn't he wasn't a Christian in England. But he once he became a Christian, his faith informed his politics. So he was a politician. He thought, okay, now that I'm a Christian, I have to get out of politics I because I can't possibly be in politics because it's so greasy and slimy. If you think it's greasy and slimy now, that was even greasier and slimier, believe it or not. And so he was like, I got to get out. Well, he goes to John Newton, who'd been kind of his mentor who wrote the song Amazing Grace. And he said, no, 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 you need to do the exact opposite. You need to stay and, and find commonality that's informed by your faith to make change, because as Christians, we're supposed to engage the world. We're not supposed to retreat into a bubble. We're not supposed to disappear. We're not supposed to go in our enclave and say, no, we're, we're staying away from all of you heathens and you all NC... I want to say... WNCSers. Okay, I want to see NCIS. NCIS, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're on a toot here. But that's what he did, and because of that, he couldn't find common ground on a lot of things, but he ended up finding common ground on the slave trade. And over the time and over the years, he was able to get that abolished and eventually... A few days before he died, slavery was abolished in in England. Mm. So he that's something you can do as a Christian is find those things where you can find agreement. Let your faith inform your life and and fight for change, knowing that God's sovereign and you may not be able to accomplish that. But but that's 
doesn't mean we don't try. Yeah, and the, the thing is, I, I think that there's also a misunderstanding that people such as myself, uh, we'll go back to agnostic. If it, by the way, if any of your listeners want to come up with a name, well, well, you can you can. Okay, can so share that's them. it right now. Please email us, write us. I, I don't care what it is. We will laugh at it. We're, we're not going to We want a new name for Brian. And the one we pick, we'll get a $3 gift card to <laughs> Agnostics RS, which is a store that many of them frequent. <laughs> or maybe a private puppet show. Uh, hey. hey. When yeah. I say private, not that kind of private puppet show. I'm talking easy, about. Easy, easy, man. I'm talking about a real <laughs> one. Too. Hashtag me too. Easy. You have no, no idea right. how many amazing puppets are in this Yeah, room. we're surrounded by puppets in this room. I love every second of it. sometimes on their own. Dan and yeah, I are, Dan and I are a little bit puppet obsessed. But anyway, so in a good way. In a good way. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I think that um, there again, there's a misunderstanding that yeah. I, I, I and many of the people that fall, I guess, on my side of the line. There's we we're not stupid. We do understand that everybody's motivated by something, yeah. right? Whether yeah. no matter where you stand politically, yeah, um, or religiously, it's not that. I what I was when I started this whole conversation, I just I felt like it had gotten off the rails because yeah. it seems like unless you love God, guns, and family, you were most likely hey, you most likely were a Republican, and that's that. And yeah, I always yeah. said, well, that's kind of weird. So does that mean that uh, you can't be you can't be a Christian and be a Democrat or? Oh. oh God, for me, for me in the Green Party. I mean, but my point is, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. this is where it's gotten off the rails, and this yeah. is where it should refix itself. I understand that every decision every human being makes, there's a point of reference for that. Yeah. yeah. And for you guys, it's within your faith, and for other people's, it's something else. It's the Packers yeah. or whatever. And my point is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody has some a driving motivation in their yeah. life for why they make their decisions. Yeah, so sure. we're not ignorant to that. It's just weird to me, and it, it, that that it has to be this. It seems to be taking this weird like it's got to just be this but what i like about this conversation and i wish more people had it was that acknowledging that it could it's it could be better sure and that there's nothing totally. wrong like there because the other the hardline stance is church and state church and state they should not be crossing over and i've always said that you know look again everybody's motivated by something so sure. to say that they're it's just a right now it's just very forward yeah. And it seems to be very forward more on one side than the other. And I think that, that that's part of the broken system that it would be nice to see that rectify itself. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Yep. Oh, I agree. And, and I, think, I think it's important for us to be able to have conversations as a society, as a, as a culture, as Americans, as citizens of the world, and be able to agree to disagree. I think that's a huge thing. And, and, and walk away and part friends, because that's the other thing is we've forgotten how to do that. And to be able to keep having this conversation, right? right. I think that's one of the things we wanted in this is not like we have one conversation where we go fisticuffs and like, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Brian's a peg and that's why I hit him in the face. You know, <laughs> that's also guys, let's be honest. That's, yeah. that has been a huge byproduct of the 24 hour news cycle. They need yeah, totally. to feed, they need to, they need to, to, to basically feed the system. Oh yeah. And let's be honest since the rise of guys like Rush Limbaugh, and to an extent, even like Howard Stern, he's openly admitted. He's like, people tune in. I, I'm intentionally being rougher on the edges because totally. it gets me more. Right. It gets me more attention. If I just, if I'm like right down the middle, I'm very vanilla. I'm not that interesting. Yeah, I'm not driving the ratings. I'm not bringing money to the table. That's right? why we want you to tune into Christianese After Dark for the yeah. rougher on the edges. <laughs> yes, <of> yes. <laughs> After Dark, you'll never believe what's unboxed. <laughs> Christianese. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So yeah. it's like don't. You have to understand the system a little bit so you don't get too duped. 
Right. Right. And right. appreciate that, hey, there's a little bit more going on here than just and the I, truth. There's I, a lot of yeah. showbiz. Well, and totally, for me, that's right? where I can, you know, I have more respect for somebody who really believes their position. And, and I can disagree with that position than somebody who hypes it and who isn't authentic and isn't who, Doing it who they that. are. I do think there's a lot of people, but I do think there, you know, I think Howard Stern and Rush Limbaugh are actually two people who are. I think you know. Look, they they they're entertainers too. They know how to they know how to stir things up, and they know how to, how to be, be snarky and everything. But I think they also, I I would submit to you. I think both of those guys are pretty much. I think they're more real on the air than they probably are off the air. I think both of those guys. Well, are Well, he's on the Excellence in Broadcasting Network, the IB <laughs> Network. So. <laughs> but I, I but I think you know I think he I think I think Stern is very much. Authentic. I mean, I think he does spin some things up, and I th- he's done some stuff that pushed the envelope because he knows people are going to listen if he has a nude chicks, you know, sitting on a which is always which always always went well for me. Uh, nudity on the radio, everybody. <laughs> yeah, always yeah, yeah. has been a whole and it worked. Run. It's like ventriloquism <laughs> on the radio. Somehow Edgar Bergen made it, but but <laughs> it's the place. That's not me. No. That's the puppet talking. That's the puppet talking. Okay, there's a puppet on the radio. Wait, you're on radio. This right now. I can't believe <laughs> That's it. That's Charlie McCarthy? <laughs> but I think... The but, things we've allowed ourselves oh, to be like... But you know what? That's the beauty of imagination, right? That's the beauty of imagination. Come Never lose me, imagination, kids. Be. Get off Fortnite. All right, anyway, back to what you're saying. No, anyway, I just... I, I think that you know, Stern makes has always made me laugh from the gut, especially when he does things that... Um, I think that are are just really who he is, like when he used to send Stuttering John out somewhere. You know, and 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 on the red carpet where you would not expect to have somebody with a stutter trying to ask you questions. He's, and, he's sending imperfection into the world right. of mm-hmm. manufacturing. Right, and to me, I appreciated that because that was it was it was so real because people's reactions to it were so real. But then I see I see mainly in the cable landscape. That's where I see people who are, hey, we're going to provoke a fight for seven minutes because this block needs to have seven minutes of fighting. And I get it, and that format is not good. But now you're starting to see the podcast world, and you're starting to see these long long form conversations like Jordan Peterson and Sam Harris and some of these people who can have two-hour conversations about the meaning of life in front of 3,000 people, and unbelievably, people will pay to see that, right? you know, which I think is incredible. Well, it's good. Like I guess it's, look, and, and, and I, it, this is a long process, yeah, it but is. it definitely starts with legitimate dialogue. Right. And, and, and peyote. And, and peyote, and the ability to honestly, and I think this is why it's like, you know, when, when Dan first started talking about this concept of me even like stepping foot into this um, hostile environment. Yeah, yeah. You know, knowing what you do for a living, your initial reaction is like, oh, I don't know, man. Is this just going right. to be some, you know. Right. Uh, you know, pompous, like I'm the boss, like I, I, I'm, I'm the high, I'm a higher being kind of person. And that's how Jared like, is when you're not around. That's true. Okay, he's, he's not wrong. I'd like to see some video on. That. Let's unbox right. that. Right. The, uh, but, <laughs> but now that I, I look at it, I go, this is exactly what I, 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 I personally like. But I hope more of the world yeah. engages in yeah. because. Spewing your crap on Facebook and then yeah. only lo- and only showing up on people's feeds when you disagree with them yeah. is right. not making the world a better place. Which you mean in, to tell me that we're not going to improve our society with people who are grandmothers commenting on everybody's feeds? <laughs> okay, uh, here is the recipe. <laughs> you mean to tell me that <laughs> this is the recipe for life success? If you guys got a sec, I got a sec. The first thing you do yeah. is get up in the morning. Read your Twitter feed of everything that stands for what you stand for, <laughs> as far as you know. Okay. Then I want you to turn on your favorite twenty-four hour news cycle. Make sure that there's enough pundits on there to get you really riled up. <laughs> then I want you to see if there's anybody within your family chain or a friend of a friend that has said something that you don't believe in, and you get on there and you shut them down. <laughs> 
then get yourself a light snack and maybe you know. <laughs> a light snack, like some vichyssoise or... Well, there you go, kids. As you head off to college, uh, just kind of tuck that nugget away for later. I think yeah. that's a good place to end. Uh, yeah. Life Nuggets, Howard Stern. I think we, we landed the plane. Life, life, life Nuggets. nuggets. That's my, uh, that's my autobiography oh, right there. I feel a jingle coming on. Life Nuggets. Life Nuggets. With Dan Satchoff. No, it's got to be a little bit more like... Friendly life nuggets with do, Dan do, 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 do. Life nuggets. That song gonna yeah. be on NPR. You know it is. Haircutting with Jared. That's right. What I'm excited <laughs> about Does the your next haircut episode. Reflect your your ideologies. <laughs> Join me as I delve into the world. Hold on I'm a second. I got to use the restroom. I got some life nuggets. I got to dispose of. Hold on a <laughs> Sorry, second. Sorry, Jared. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, everybody. Jared, close it out, Jared. No, close I'm excited that uh, on the next episode, Brian's going to do uh, a live colonoscopy. You know, now that you're now that you've turned the big five zero, um, yeah, just like Matt Lauer did. So I think that's going to be really exciting. Going to be nice. And on the radio, that's going to even be <laughs> be more intense. A radio colonoscopy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, again, always do stuff you can't see. That's always the that's best stuff. That's what for you radio. want. That's right. I live by Edgar Bergen, man. That's, that's it. All right. That's Christianese. We'll see you guys next time. Later. Farewell. Thank mm-hmm. you.